joining us on another episode of Mastermind Strength Conditioning Podcast. Before we get today's show started, I just wanted to apologize for the lack of episode for the last Tuesday. For those of you who are in the collegiate strength and conditioning setting, you know uh, beginning of uh, November, end of October is kind of a real busy time of year. For me, I have my baseball team finishing up their uh, testing series after our eight weeks of training. We also do a Aggie Challenge, which is, for those of you that work with baseball teams, our version of an Omaha Challenge. That's basically a week long of events broken up into teams and they compete against each other for a prize at the end. So in terms of scheduling hours, trying to get all that in, plus train my other teams, it just seemed like before I knew it, it was Tuesday and didn't have the last episode um, edited. So for that, I do apologize. But as we continue on with the show, I'm excited to announce that for this series, we're looking at what I think to be is my most interesting series um, coming out with. For today's series, we're looking at how strength and conditioning coaches incorporate sport coaches into our program design and and exercise selection. Some of the questions kind of geared towards should sport coaches have any say in how we run our strength and conditioning program, and it's really interesting to see how some of the coaches answered these questions and what their thoughts and feelings were. For today's show, I'm joined by Coach Matt Walker of Coppin State University. Coach Walker is currently the Director of Strength and Conditioning and um, really an interesting guy. I talked to him for a little bit um, before the show and had a lot in common. Come from a similar area near the Philadelphia area, Pennsylvania, and just a really down-to-earth, honest guy, and I truly appreciate his transparency on how he works with his teams there. Um, A lot of the conversation was geared around baseball just because we play in the same conference and both coach the same team. So for today's show, Coach Walker is going to give us his rendition and his um, insight on how he uh, incorporates sport coaches into his program design. Hopefully you guys enjoy uh, today's episode and enjoy the series as we have more of these shows to come. Thanks, and let's get today's show started. Coach Walker, thank you for joining us today on Mastermind Strength and Edition Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, Dev. Good, good, good. Thank you for having me. Appreciate the time. I appreciate you uh, responding to my out-of-nowhere cold email just asking to be on the podcast. Uh, it's a hit or miss sometimes. Sometimes I get a lot of love, and sometimes I never get heard back from. So I truly appreciate you coming on today. Uh, no problem, man. No problem. Anything to help the field. Absolutely. For uh, everyone listening, you mind just giving a quick little background of yourself, where you've been, where you're at, and current responsibilities? Yeah, right on. So currently I'm the director of training conditioning for Coppin State University, uh, located in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, part of the MEAC conference, the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference. Um, here at Coppin, we have uh, 10 varsity sports, um, which isn't a lot. Uh, we got, you know, your men and women's basketball, baseball, softball, um, track and field, cross country, volleyball, bowling, um, and men and women's tennis. I mean, that, that's it. It's very, 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 very low. Um participation rate in in, in our sports. Um, Previous spots I've been at is I started at Queens University in Charlotte as an intern Um, and then I moved back up home to the Philadelphia area where I was an intern, uh, assistant intern at um, Villanova University and then I was a division three assistant coach at Arcadia University outside of Philadelphia and then that led me down to here to Baltimore. So that's where we've been and a lot of different training styles throughout the years and just trying to figure out what's the best way to get going again. So, that's awesome. That's a good note. I'm originally from Langhorne, so right outside Philadelphia. So I know I, that area I, pretty I well. It. I knew it. I could hear. I could hear that. I could hear that Northeast accent, man. There you go. As long as don't make me say water though. It's always what I get in oh, trouble dude, for. I get, I, get, I get roasted every day for saying water. Yeah, so. my base. My baseball guys get at me all the time. <laughs> yeah. So. For today's show, you are actually our first episode in our next series looking at sports coaches and 
talking about what kind of input should they have on our program design? Should they have any exercise selection? Kind of how we're looking at bringing more sports coaches into the strength and conditioning field. So basically, I guess my first question is bringing up is um, what's your thoughts on sports coaches' input on program design and exercise selection? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, I think I think that's a really, really good, important question. And I think it's a great topic that, that young strength coaches need to learn. Five, six years ago when I started out, I didn't think they needed any input. I had, I had no, I, had, I was like, you know what? Nah, dude, this is my program. I went to school for this. You don't, I don't come in and tell you how to run your practices, this, that, and other thing. Um, now, I think it's very, very important for culture buy-in. Um, you know, I think, I think it's, it's an, it's, 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 it's a necessity to know, to have your coach have a little bit of say in the programming. Um, you know, I, again, like I said, young guys listening out there, man, check your ego, check your ego. Cause at the end of the day, we, we work for the sport coach. So whatever input they have, if they haven't given you the full reins of, of your program, you better listen to them. Cause at the end of the day, they're going to be the ones that can be like, you know what, coach Walker, it's been great, but we're going to go a different route. You know, and you, and you don't want that. You know, you don't want that. So, you know, listen, be receptive to, to different opinions and stuff like that. But again, you know, know where you're coming from and, and uh, you know, talk about the science and the evidence-based, you know, factors that, that we're using to, to to do our programs versus just seeing what shit sticks on a wall. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. I like that. With the culture buying, it kind of leads me into our next question that hopefully we can elaborate a little bit on is how have you been able to currently at Coppin incorporate the sport coaches more into your program design or even into the strength and conditioning as a whole, whether that's bringing them into the weight room, letting them be there when they lift, team meetings, showing them the annual plans or kind of questioning like, hey, this is where my head's at going in the fall. Where's this line up with your practice schedule and make sure you guys are kind of more on you're doing a high low model or if it's like a CNS trying to get everything activated. So yeah, you know, the biggest the biggest thing is is, you know, we try to meet preseason. Yeah, we try to meet preseason, you know, we try to meet in the middle of the season and then we try to meet off season. And then we obviously have different goals of, of each areas of all of those meetings, you know, preseason, hey, what are we, you know, what are we working on here? You know, what what is your practice schedule looking like? You know, again, I'm I'm a, I'm a conjugate guy, so I'm I'm a high low type guy. Um, you know, I want to see what type of volume they're doing in practice. I want to see what type of intensities they're doing at practice. So that way I know if I get them before practice or after practice, what's going to be the overall, you know, vibe. You know, if they're coming in after just getting torched, you know, depending on the sport, just, you know, like our tennis coach, she's, she's one of, she's one of the ones that we just actually had a meeting with yesterday. You know, she, she gave me a list of things that she needed, that she wanted to do this year. And, you know, I told her, I'm like, coach, like, this is all great. I was like, but you've seen your team, right? It's like, you've seen the athleticism, you've seen the shape they're in. They're a little bit behind the eight ball. I was like, we got to really scale back here. I was like, yeah, it's great that you're watching, you know, Serena and Maria and, and, you know, Sloan and all that. We don't have those here. You know, that's and that's unfortunate. I wish we did. You know, I wish we did. So, um, you know, we, I told her, hey, look, I'm going to try to do this on the most scaled back version. Um, so, again, that's kind of going into our offseason plan. We'll sit down in about eight weeks and be like, hey, coach, this is what I've seen so far. What have you seen at practice? Um, I think now we can ramp up to a little bit more. 
Um, and then again, from there, you know, then we'll meet right before their preseason and be like, hey, coach, like, you know, I think I think we did a really, really good job of, of building back up. Um, you know, I think your ideas were really, really helpful. It helped me kind of get a, get a, get a baseline of, of everything. And, and then from there, you know, we go back into our, into our preseason in season type stuff. And then that's kind of where I really need to have input of what they're doing on the court. How many matches a week are they having or games a week are they having? So that way, again, we're not blowing up their central nervous system. Um, so, you know, from then based off of that, I do invite the coaches to come down. Um, I want I want them to actually even try to work out with us. A lot of them don't. A lot of them don't, um, which stinks. But, you know, I do invite them to come down just because I think that's a huge part of the culture. You know, I think, again, we're trying to establish an environment down here in the weight room, you know, that, that, that meets the criteria of – their culture um and again if it's something that they sees a little different hey give me your input you know give me your input i'll 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 fix something i'll fix the way that i'm coaching somebody i'll fix the way that we're handling um exercise selection or volume and stuff like that um you know those those are those are huge 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 things for us here at cop and that have really again you know in the last couple years you know have have swung some of our teams winning only maybe seven games a year to finally winning 22 24 games you know just going off we got our baseball guys in here right now and uh you know that's that's a program that when i first got here you know they won seven eight nine games and then the following year you know with all the you know with all our with all of what coach let me do we won 21 and then the following year we won 24 you know and Slowly but surely, it's, it's helping build the success of the program. So, you know, and again, like I said, I let Coach Reed, I let Coach Greeley, you know, we, we work one-on-one. I think my, me and my pitching coach are tied to the hip at some point during the year. Like, I don't, I don't think I go to the bathroom without him following me and vice versa <laughs> because I need to know how many pitches his pitchers are on. I need to know what their what their protocol is for today. You know, are they long tossing? Are they are they catch to comfort? Are they flat ground? Are they bullpen? Are they locked? You know, and then that allows now me to program their volume and intensities in season or even in the off season. You know, we, we really try to play around with that. And and again, without his input of what they're doing, I could be blowing these kids up, and we can't have that. So. No, absolutely. You touched on a lot of good things. One thing I want to bring back on is the workouts for the staff. Is that during the actual team lifts and are you incorporating them in the team lift or is that something on the side where it's like an open hour and the staff just comes down just to kind of be in that environment and be with you? So with with kind of our schedule now, we have a lot of open hours. Mm-hmm. Um, the unfortunate part about our, our staff here is a lot of them don't really like to work out. Okay. It's, 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 yeah, it's, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, a lot of them are a little bit on the older side. Um, the younger, the younger ones really just haven't been bitten by the iron bug and stuff like that. So like, you know, I would love for them all to come in. I, I would write programs for all of them, or, or I would just put like a random, maybe hit, hit routine or something on our, on our whiteboard and be like, here you go guys, like get a couple things in, let me know what you guys liked, what, what you didn't like, like, Hey, this is what, this is what so-and-so did today from your squad like try it out stuff like that um but usually during the mandatory team lifts 
I try to invite the coaches down um, to see kind of what they're what they're looking at, like see how the dynamic of the team is working. Again, you know, we only have four racks here at Coppin State, so like we'll break up our bigger teams into two to three smaller groups, um, just so the flow of the room fits, works a little bit better. Um, you know, even even with even when I schedule that, when I schedule those kids those groups, I actually sit down with the coaching staff. I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this dynamic here? What do you think about this group here? Do you, do you want me to change somebody in, put somebody out? You know, what, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Because again, they know the kids just as good as I know the kids, you know? So again, that, that giving them that little bit of input as well really manages to help me later on with full autonomy of my program. You know, I give them like, you know, I give them little, little stuff that they can kind of, be like, oh shit, you know, Coach Walker's letting me, you know, pick groups and 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 telling me what guys I want to work together and this that and other thing. But then later on, they don't ask what we're doing in here. Yeah, you you give them some autonomy, make them feel like they're having say in the strength yep. conditioning program, yep. so that again just helps build that buy-in, like you said. Yep. One other thing I want to come back. You said you're a conjugate guy working on the high load. Do you feel strength coaches, not strength coaches, um, sports coaches kind of misunderstand the concept of GPP and building a base? You kind of figure kids go away for the summer. They're on their summer programs. Then they come back and we should get around running. They should be exactly where they were when they left versus like I use the 60% rule. I figure 60% of my athletes are never going to do my summer workouts. I send them and we got to start at block zero again and build yeah. our way back up. Yeah. Uh, thousand percent a thousand percent you know i've i've slowly learned that though i've slowly learned that i've i've tried to get them to roll because again you know once once we get back on campus especially with our baseball program you know two three weeks you know they're they're one of our last teams to get our team physicals but like they're itching to come in they're itching to lift you know but they are also trying to to go out and then they start individuals mm-hmm. the day after their physical and they're throwing like they should have been throwing all summer and they should, you know, and, and, and again, our, 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 our general physical preparation for the summer, like you said, 60%, holy crap, man. Good for you. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could believe 60% of my athletes here did something over the summer. I oh, might, no, I meant 60% don't do it. So I'm oh, only getting about oh, yeah, only yeah, like 30, yeah, yeah. 40%. Oh. All right, I would, probably, yeah, I would probably say about 30, 40% do stuff over the summer. Um, Especially like, my baseball. They go probably like you. They go play summer ball, and it's just – it's yeah. baseball year-round. There is no yeah. off-season. Yeah, there's no off-season, right. You know, so – and then, again, I look at kind of some of our, you know, our smaller sports, like our tennis, like bowling. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting them on a barbell anytime soon. You know, we, we got to crawl before we walk. So, um, yeah, that – you know, that – that and again, that's part of that preseason talk, mm-hmm. or like pre-off-season talk. Like I said, like we, I met with our, our tennis coach last year. I said, look, like that's great. You want you want them to run a five-minute mile? I don't know, coach. I don't know. The world's the world record's like 340 something. Like, and that's what their sport is. They're running a 340 mile. We're tennis players. I don't think we need to run a mile in five minutes. She's like, all right, how about six minutes? I was like, right, whatever. You're the coach. That's that's yeah. a want. That's what we'll do. All right. You got that. You know, and again, talk to them a little bit, you know, but at the end of the day, if that's what they want, that's what they're going to have to, they're going to have to get it. You know, they're going to have to, um, but yeah, so no, absolutely. I, I, you know, we got it. We got to try to talk about that, that scaling back, starting from square one. And again, our baseball guys get it. Basketball gets it. Um, 
some of the other sports are like, you know what? Yeah, no, we got to get going. It's season time. It's season time. It's season time. I'm like, man, like, why? Mm-hmm. Why season? I mean, season time is, you know, if I look at our, our track team, you know, season doesn't start till January. Yeah, you got you, know, you got a good good amount of time where you can train and really build up and get to where you need to be. Yeah, I mean, so it's like, why why do we need to why do we need to go hit PRs day two in the weight room? You know, throw weight on the bar in a clean or something like that, and go jack our guys up, and then they can't perform in January. You know, like let's slowly build up, and slowly but surely we're we're working on that. You know, we're working on that. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 that's definitely a tough a tough aspect to to kind of work around a little bit, but we're we're working on it. Awesome. We kind of talked about this a little bit, but I kind of want to go into, um, I know communication is a big thing you've been talking about with your coaches being informed, communicating, but how have you found a good way to like educate your sport coaches? Is it talking to them in that off season when baseball's away for summer and no one's around spending time with your coaches? How have you found the best way to educate them on kind of your plan, your vision and how you guys want to go with programs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we don't have, we don't really get anybody on summer during summer. Um, just part of our, our contract. We don't have, you know, we don't have housing for the kids over the summer. So like, if there are a couple kids on campus, they'll stay here. They'll do some things, this, that, and other thing. But, um, for the most part, yeah, it's really a lot of downtime for me. So that is exactly what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be with all our coaches, trying to go over, you know, Hey, what did you like last year? What didn't you like last year? You know, what do you want to try to build on from last year? Um, and then based off of that, we're, you know, I'm, I'm showing them my 52 week yearly plan, you know, I'm showing them, Hey, look like this is where we, this is where we peaked last year. And then all of a sudden, like what happened, you know, why, you know, you know, a little bit about us from, from a baseball standpoint, you know, we were both yep. down, in, down in Florida last year. I wish I, I wish I met you last year, but you know, we were two and Q, which, which sucked. Yeah. But, um, you know, this year, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll link up, we'll link up, but you yeah, know, I think we're, I think we're up by you guys this year too, for the MEAC. I think you got, is it the North Coast yeah, this year? Uh, UMES has it. Okay. Yeah, UMES has it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, what, what, what happened to our performance when we should have been peaked right at the right time. So we utilize team builder. Um, and I have built in, uh, health question surveys, recovery surveys, so I look back at that that dad and I'm like, oh, you were only feeding the guys once or twice a day during weekend series. Well, that's not going to help our performance. You know, you know, spring break, I think we ate, you know, maybe twice a day during a week off. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, uh, you know, I actually just had my, my catcher actually go like this. Yeah, we ate twice a day during, <laughs> uh, you know, and again, that's. I, that's that's on our budget that's on that's on the university to try to and again that's what this dad is trying to show is like hey look like you know this is what we need if you want to put together a top tier program we need to get a little bit more funding so our guys don't go hungry our girls don't go hungry during times of no school during yep, spring yep. break fall break winter break whatever it may be um so again you know that that's something that the coaches really really have liked um and then again they've they've also have at helped me add into those you know what their soreness level is so like our pitchers you know the day after they throw they have a pain scale or a soreness scale hey one out of five one you feel pretty great five you feel terrible um or five you feel great one you feel terrible you know and we start tracking that and then by the time we get to about mid-season 
our pain scale or our soreness scale, you know, we're, we're down at, you know, we're up at fours and fives after we throw. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wow, great. Like, coach, look, look, like if you need this guy for a short stint in a big game, say a MEAC tournament, you know, um, and he's like, you know, and then we can use that data in, instantly. And, um, and again, that just, that's part of the buy-in. And, and again, the more and more you, you show them that they, they get bought in and then, they kind of let you, they leave you alone a little bit later on, you know, stuff like that. But yeah, so. Communication, definitely the key. Definitely just staying in touch big, and just big. talking of it. Before we wrap up the, today's show, I kind of got one scenario that I thought about for this topic. I think it's a good one. Sport coach comes to you with a crazy new conditioning or lifting idea they want to do. How have you found the best way to just say no? You know, it's not fit in the program. It's too much. It's just something crazy that's going to – the reward, the risk to reward is not there. How's the best way you've just said to say no? That's that's tough. You know, that's tough because they, they think it is awesome. They think that it's going to make them tougher or make them more conditioned or who knows, you know, who knows. But um, telling a sport coach no on something that they saw at a clinic or something they saw that's on, on TV or YouTube or Instagram, whatever it may be um, – Asking them why they think it's going to work. Again, you know, our boy Simon Sinek always says, start with why. What's, yep. what's the why behind this, coach? You know, what, what's this going to really help us with? You know, they'll explain it. Okay. All right. So what's the now? You just explained your why, coach. All right. What's the scientific benefits behind it? Because, again, remember, we're practitioners, man. We are we are sports scientists. We, we have – higher education degrees in exercise physiology, and, you know, sports science, is that another thing, you know, biomechanics, kinesiology. What are, what are you trying to accomplish with that scientifically coach? You know, is it gonna, is it gonna tax a specific energy system? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, coach. I don't know. Well, okay. If we don't know, I know the answer. The answer is no, it's not. It's just going to burn us out, right? Like it's not going to really help us longer. Um, so really it's just, it's, it's using our degrees. It's using our knowledge. It's using our background to, to kind of just reason with them. You know, it, 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 as much as we want to just straight up probably say, get the fuck out of here. No, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, you got to kind of be a little bit more PC about it and, you know, sit down with them, reason to them a little bit, talk about, you know, what we're trying to accomplish with our 52 week plan, you know, with what, with what our yearly plan looks like, you know, you know, maybe there might be a day where it could work mm-hmm. where there's, there's no activity, you know, maybe it's, it's, you know, after we have our pro day in the fall here with, with baseball, and then there's a three-week shutdown period of no of no baseball activity. You know, maybe I'll do it there. You know, you, you liked it. You, you saw it at a clinic. So-and-so was doing it at, you know, Eastern Idaho State or whatever it may be, whatever. All right, cool. Like, you liked it. You want to do it? Let's try it, coach. And then I'm going to report back to you and saying, yo, these kids were not ready for it. Or, unfortunately, coach, so-and-so got hurt. First-team all-conference guy got hurt doing this. Like, now who's at fault you know so it's like you really got to kind of have to play that 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 double-edged sword there like like you said risk versus reward like what what is exactly going on here is it going to benefit our guys in the long run and then kind of like i said i mean from there you know you just 
if it's something that they want to do in their own practice, hey, do you guys, do you. Like I said, I, I'm not going to have that on my conscience when, you know, our starting, you know, star shortstop falls out, you know, because he's not, you know, he has maybe sickle cell or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, you guys don't know that per se, and we do. And, you know, I'd rather, you know, I'd much rather not have any issues, but, you know, throwing them kind of to the wolves there, you know, do that. But, yeah, I mean, sports coaches are going to sports coach, you know, that. You know, you know that. Um, but again, all we can really kind of do here, coach, is just kind of reason with them. You know, tell them, tell them our why, tell them our, our our science behind why it's not a good idea, and then see what they see what they want from there. You know. Yep, absolutely. I think that's a great answer to the question. It's uh definitely um so like I said, it's the first episode, so I'm excited to see where other coaches kind of go with this. But you said earlier, I mean, we we work for the sports coach, so it's kind of that weird middleman in between where we are the professionals in what we do, but we are also a support staff to our head coach in the sports we train. So we kind of have to find that happy medium to keep them happy, keep the kids happy. And I think one way here is my big thing is always preaching availability to our kids and coaches. We want to be available those long season available, and it kind of always just reminds me, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We don't need anyone hurt because they're kind of always just in that moment of oh we need to crush now or we need to be better we need to be conditioned so when we hit fall ball or whatever sport it might be that they're ready to go but in the long term we got to be ready come what is it may May. champion like like that's where we need to be it's anything else in between we can kind of we got plenty of time to oh we missed the boat a little bit in the fall we can pick up a little bit in january and Mm -hmm. especially if we're talking baseball here we both know that is a long grueling season when you're three four five games a week and if you're not feeding your kids, no matter what you're doing, the weight room's not going to matter. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome, Coach. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show today, man. Um, I'm going to let you go so you can get to your boys in there in the weight room and get them right. And um, I look forward to meeting you this year. Hopefully, we'll be coming up and playing you guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thank you so much, Coach. Awesome. Have a great day. Appreciate it, bud. Have a good one. Before we end today's episode, I would like to say thank you again to Coach Walker for coming on the show. I know he was a little bit busy doing the recording of it, actually being in the weight room with the team going on. So if you heard some weights dropping or a little bit of music in the background, it's uh, because he was supervising uh, a little drift lift he had going on while he was uh, recording the show. So again, Coach, thank you for coming on. For anyone who uh, is enjoying listening to the show, as always, please um, leave us a comment wherever you listen to us at um, or a review. It really helps to keep this show growing. For any coaches who are also interested in being on the show or have topics or ideas I think need to be discussed or would like to hear discussed, please um, shoot us an email. I'd be more than happy to get in contact with you and uh, see if we can't get something going or um, take your idea or concept for a show and turn it into one. As always, guys, thank you for listening to Mastermind Strength Edition Podcast, and we'll be seeing you next week with another episode in our continuing series.